0: All you have to do is pick your favorite player over and under to cash in. Head over to pricepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. we brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new, free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io slash SGPN. That's sobed.io slash sgpn. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: Wilson, is he deep
0: down? Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast NFL Week 16 Player Props Edition, part of the sports gambling podcast network it is friday christmas eve 241 on the east coast and joining me after a short hiatus a very very busy man in the sports betting industry it's dan titus the return dan how's it going buddy our our listeners have missed you my man
1: dude it's been way too long brother um I appreciate that intro. I ain't shit in this industry, but I'm just trying to, I'm a a young brother trying to make it out here. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, it's been a while since I've done done the prop cast. Uh, I've been playing a lot of prize picks and doing player props with action, but uh, yeah, yeah, man, excited to talk props here. We got week 16 and we got games on Christmas. Like I I can't imagine, I can't remember the last time I was watching football and and hoops on the same day uh, for Christmas. So definitely a good
0: time of the year. Yeah, definitely we're getting compensated because we don't have a single game today on Christmas Eve for us to bet on or watch or anything for like real, that. For so. real,
1: man. How <laughs> so, crazy How crazy has it been that we've had literally football like almost the entire week, dude? Like besides yeah.
0: Wednesday and Friday, we've been watching football. It's been great. Yeah, so we had obviously Sunday that we had, what, two games on Monday. We had two games on Sunday. Oh, sorry, on Tuesday. Yep. We had uh, bowl games yesterday. Nothing today, exactly. unfortunately, which I don't right. understand why. I understand it, but I don't understand at the same time. Uh, But tomorrow, you know, we're back in action. We've got Christmas Day games uh, in the NBA and obviously the NFL as well. So, um, Dan, let's start with this, man. Let's kind of recap what we saw last night between the San Francisco 49ers uh, and the Tennessee Titans. Um, Obviously, I think a tale of two halves here. Uh, San Francisco, obviously, was a three to three and a half point favorite in the game. I think the total was around 40. 44 and a half 45 and a half I believe. Um, San Francisco had a 10-0 lead going into that uh, halftime. In the second half, a uh, couple of mistakes by Jimmy Garoppolo and A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill off. decided to go off, man. Thoughts about this game last night, brother?
1: Yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised that so much, you know, the public was just really on San Francisco probably because – you know, their recency bias obviously like they've been playing really well over the last several of weeks and haven't really seemed to have many issues in terms of not having some of their key players in. So Elijah Mitchell's been out, but Debo Samuels, dude just been ridiculous, man, yeah. whether it's Running back, wide receiver, this dude can do it all. So I think it's been really surprising to see Jimmy Garoppolo, though. He's been playing really competent football, which I think was – he was really struggling at the beginning of the season, but I think that that was probably more so because he was just out of weapons. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the Niners were really injury-riddled for much of the first half of the season. Now they're they're finally getting together. Yesterday's loss, I mean, it definitely hurts. Um, But for the most part, man, I was actually just surprised at the resiliency of the Titans – We've seen them struggle on offense a lot, but it's crazy how much AJ Brown in the lineup actually matters. Yeah. Julio Jones didn't do much; he's pretty much a decoy. It seems like at this at this phase in his career, uh-huh. maybe it's the ham the, the the hamstring injury that he continues to get literally every year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really impressed by riding Tannehill on the final drive there to 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 get them in field goal range and win the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, kind of going back to the Niners side, I think that, you know, with Debo Samuel, he accounted for what, 191 of the 389 yards total yards of offense from the Fran- uh, San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Um, Garoppolo outside of being the two huge picks one of the end zone that he threw. And then I think in the beginning of the second half there, yeah. um, you know, I think that that was pretty much the story for the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but like you said, man, Debo is just just, just a monster, to say the least. Um, Jimmy, I, I think that this is for sure. I think – I'm sure you agree that this is his final season as a San Francisco 49ers quarterback. Um, and then on the flip side for the Titans, like you mentioned, man, Ryan Tannehill, I think he had that huge rush there, that 23-yard scamper uh, to set them team up for the game-winning field goal. Um, You know, he was good. Obviously, the big story was A.J. Brown, 11 receptions, 145 yards in the touchdown. Um, Big get back not only for the Titans, but also I'm sure fantasy owners that have uh, A.J. Brown accounting for Welcome back,
1: man. If yeah. you were able to weather the storm with him out the last several weeks when he's been on IL, man, he came in, he came out and popped off, man. That's exactly what you, why you, you draft someone like that with that kind of high ceiling. Cause uh, yeah. he showed exactly why. I mean, honestly, I was, I was pissed because I invested in Tannehill in quite a few redraft leagues and that dude was complete shit without, you know, AJ Brown there. But when he's there, man, that yeah. he looks like a competent quarterback.
0: Yeah, even last night, I mean, I got lucky with this victory on this player prop. It was uh, Ryan Tannehill under on his yardage, his passing yardage. He ended up with 209. Um, I think I I nabbed it up at two fifteen and a half, so barely nice. got the victory there. But I did see you uh, sweep the <laughs> board last night at three and zero with your yeah. player props, man. Dude, we
1: talk about having to sweat. I mean, if Ryan Tannehill didn't rush for that twenty three yarder, twenty three yarder at the end on the final drive, man, it would have been a two and one night. But uh, yeah, felt really good about the bets, man. Like Debo Samuel forty three and a half. Like you could have played that. I mean, he went over what one fifty. So easy. Um, yeah. I mean that was that was just a slam dunk for considering like how consistent he's been all season. Yep. That was why the surprise with me it was like forty three. Like come on, even if George Kittle's involved, like Debo can go over forty three. Um, and then the Garoppolo one that was just a fun one I saw. Like I always love those. We talked about it in the past. Like anytime you get those, you know, one and a half rush yard type yep. things, um, I'm always on on those quarterback rush rush attempts so or rush yards. So yeah, that was cool. I was worried about it. Like it, there could have been the game scenario where. I think it was like Tom. We either had it with Tom Brady or we had it was, Brady. Yeah, think it was Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah, and you get that on a kneel down if it's a kneel down situation, then you lose the yardage. But fortunately, it didn't happen that way. So yeah, got lucky there
0: too. Yeah, I mean sometimes the luck falls your way. So yeah, uh, perfect three and zero for you last night as well. Uh, I, I only went one and two on my props. I had Debo Samuel to score a touchdown anytime, and uh, this was this was frustrating. I think he fell like uh, five yards short of the goal line on one play. I think that was that. He could have had that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think he fell I think short by uh by a yard on another play um where I think uh Jeff Wilson Jr. punched in for his uh lone touchdown of the night. But um kind of to wrap it up here, um Dan. Obviously, the Titans now 10-5 and five, uh, in the driver's seat for the AFC South title. But for the San Francisco 49ers, man, they have two games left. I believe one is against the Texans, uh, so that should be a victory for them easily there. And then they close the season against the Rams. Do you think this team gets into the playoffs?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, when I looked it up, 538 has them at like an 81% chance to make the playoffs even after this loss. So okay. they're they're in a pretty good position here. There's going to have to be some a lot of interesting turnover in terms of like, you know, the matchups that, that allows them to, to not get in. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're in a good spot. I I think that uh, we, I was surprised, you know, I wasn't really that I was high on the Niners preseason. And then once they came out, they were shit. And I was like, Oh man, I don't know if I can buy back into this spot, but uh, kudos to them for willing, for willing it out. Cause uh, I think Kyle Shanahan took a lot of stuff, early in the season for his, his lack of coaching and just getting blown out and the decisions that he was making. But like, it's crazy how they've turned their season around and now it's like them and the, the Rams are really the, well, I mean, the Cardinals are an interesting squad, right? Like I I think they were the ones that surprised everyone, but I think that they're regressing back to the mean a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're, we're seeing them without D hop. We don't know what that offense really looks like. So I think the Niners might actually surprise here and they, they get the right matchup in the playoffs, man. I think that they could actually win a couple games.
0: Yeah, I think for the you know 49ers, it's been a tale of like two halves as well as, as it was yeah. the last game. But for their season, I mean they started two straight two straight road victories and they lost four straight after that. And then yeah. you know, prior to last night, they had won five of the last six games. Um, <clears throat> the only loss was to so that's uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, a few weeks back, but definitely a tough pill as well the last night. But like you said, I mean they're they're still on driver's seat to at least get into the playoffs uh in that NFC, where like again. For the 49ers, it seems like every single year that they're always battling injuries, right? And again, that's been the same case this year. They have they lost Rain Mostert very early in the season. Uh yeah. they had been without George Kittle there for a while. So um, you know, if, they, if these guys can stay healthy for the final two weeks of the season here and then, you know, maybe carry some momentum into the playoffs. Like you said, i I agree with you that they they could probably win a couple games here in the in the playoffs and possibly get into that NFC championship game. And who knows? I think this is a squad um that definitely has a potential for sure.
1: I feel like the um, NFC is kind of wide open a little bit now that Tampa Bay's had so many injuries and the yeah. Packers as good as their record shows, they're not playing as well as they really are. Like I think that they can be beaten by a, by a, a, a competent opponent. So I don't know. It's going to be an interesting uh, playoffs here. How it kind of all shapes out. So exciting end of the season for sure.
0: Yeah. Especially in the NFC, like you said, man. And again, this Arizona team uh, I think you have to on the head that they're going to struggle without Deandre Hopkins because this, this offense completely looks different uh, with and without uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. So he's at least gone for the regular season. I think they yeah. said they'll reevaluate him uh, once the playoffs come around. But right now, two-horse race between the Cardinals and the Rams for the NFC West title. Uh, the Colts visit the Arizona Cardinals this week, and I believe the Rams are in Minnesota this week. So a tricky spot for the Rams for sure. Um, yeah,
1: Ram- Rams are lucky, man. No Dalvin Cook. that'll That'll certainly help.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, man. It seems like that right when Minnesota is gaining some type of momentum, that Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook goes down. So I am holding an under eight and a half ticket on the Minnesota Vikings. So going to be sweating that one out a little bit with with, uh, (laughs) three weeks left here. So hopefully the Rams can step it up on Sunday and uh, take care of business against Minnesota. Um, Anything else for the Thursday night football game or anything else around the league that maybe we need to mention, Dan?
1: Uh, of note, no, nah, I don't. I didn't get any alerts today of any any other notable players going into uh into the protocol. So I think we're good.
0: Yeah, I think the only significant uh, note, or maybe if you're a a Bears fan, the note came down was that Nick Foles is getting the start uh, against Whoa. the yeah Seattle Seahawks <laughs> this week. Uh, again, yeah, against uh, uh Seattle, yeah, like I said, against Seattle, uh, Nick Foles will be starting for the Bears um in nfl week four or sorry week 16 so um i think the only other significant i think the jets are dealing with a COVID outbreak but when i kind of went down that list it wasn't anything significant or it wasn't significant names that you know are gonna tilt the way for i guess this team but yeah also the jaguars i think they had josh allen their defensive end and a couple other players that are in uh health and safety Protocols. That
1: game's going to be really weird to handicap with the Jets having so many people on on in protocols uh, at yeah. this point. But yeah. yeah, man, it's it that it's just a mess out there. I, I I didn't think there would be a place where I would actually be betting
0: on the Jaguars, but here we are. <laughs> hey, I'll be the first to admit that I, I bet on the Jaguars last week against my Texans, and Texans went in there, took care of business, and two out of the three wins this season have <laughs> <laughs> been against Come the Jaguars. Against the <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, Crazy. yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely will be interesting to see how the uh, final three weeks here play out in the NFL with so much uh, playoff implications left. Uh, Dan, let's put a bow on Thursday Night Football. Uh, Let's take a quick break here, Brad. Well, We'll come back and we'll get into our player props for NFL Week 16. College Football Championship weekend is behind us, but bowl season is almost upon us, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for tickets to see your favorite team play in their bowl game this winter, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all tickets for NCAA football, NFL, concerts, NBA, and more. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their college football tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick today at T-I-C-K-P-K. Dot com slash sgp that's tick dot com slash sgp ready to win money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana michigan new jersey tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards right at your fingertips get in on all your favorite teams players and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, Golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to 200%. If you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is an easy way to play Daily Fantasy. It's Daily Fantasy simpl- Simplified. You pick 2 to 5 players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Use promo code SGP and receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. It's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix has a ton of stats to choose from, including yards, receptions, touchdowns, fantasy points, and more. PrizePix allows mixed entries, so you can take the over on LeBron's points, combine it with the under on Patrick Mahomes, Yardage and the same entry. Pricepix offers every sport you can think of like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB soccer, MMA, and more. Pricepix has an award-winning, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play Store. Pricepix is 4.8 star rated in the app store with rave reviews. Price picks can be made in entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy guys. Pricepix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Pricepicks.com promo code SGP. Check it out for yourself, guys. It's really fun to use. I use it on the daily for NBA and NFL. PricePix.com promo code SGP for that 100% deposit match. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. PropSwap is America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. You can find the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Sellers across the country list their sports bets for sale and thousands of buyers use Prop swap every day to find the best odds on futures, props, and parlays. The average prop swapper makes five hundred dollars a month just buying and selling sports bets on Prop Swap. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the Prop Swap app. Prop Swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, Dan, let's just dive right into it, bud. Uh, what do you got for your first player prop for NFL Week 16? Earth's prop I'm going with, Josh Jacobs over 23.5
1: receiving yards versus the Broncos. Ever since Kenyon Drake went down, it seems like Josh Jacobs has really been the all-purpose back for the Raiders, and he's gone over this line in five straight. He's seen at least four targets in seven straight, and he's gone over this line in seven out of 12 games. So to me, like with Drew Locke playing quarterback, you never know what you're going to expect, but I think we're going to get a a higher tempoed game script just because this guy's a gunslinger. You know, he's turnover prone. So I see there's going to be a lot of opportunity here for the Raiders at home to throw the ball around a little bit. We don't know that Darren Waller is going to be playing yet, yeah. but uh, I think this is a really good position for Josh Jacobs to uh, catch the ball here. 23 and a half yards considering what he's been doing over the last several weeks, man, this seems, this seems extremely low.
0: Yeah. Four career games for uh, Josh Jacobs versus the Broncos three out of the four games. He's gone over this number in receiving yards. So I, I think that this might be a a, a Raiders uh, game here this week in uh, NFL week 16 against the Denver Broncos. Not a fan of Drew Locke. Um, I guess not at all. <laughs> very, very erratic. It maybe is the, is the, is the word for uh, Drew Locke. Definitely turnover prone for sure. So I think that, you know, if the uh, Las Vegas Raiders are able to take advantage of that, uh, there'll be some short fields and, and, you know, plenty of opportunities for Josh Jacobs to uh, get over this projection of receiving yards of twenty three and a half, 23 and a half. Dan. Yes, sir. All right. Um, for my first one, I'm going to go over to that Dallas Cowboys in the Washington football team game. Um, I'm going to go Dak Prescott. I'm going to take the under 278 and a half on his passing yards. Uh, like I mentioned, Cowboys take on the Washington football team this week. Uh, this is a second match of this season against these two teams, obviously both teams in the NFC East division, the Cowboys, uh, you know, they can clinch the NFC East with a win, I believe. And in the first match of the season against Washington press, uh, Dak Prescott had 39 pass attempts, um, 22 win for completions, but it only resulted in 211 passing yards for him. And over the last three weeks, the Washington pass defense is allowing only 238 and a half passing yards per game. This is the ninth career game for Prescott against Washington, and he's gone under this total in six out of those nine career games. So um, I think the Washington football team, I think this is it for them. I think that they know they need this game like blood if they're going to have any chance uh, for the playoffs. I don't think they're in contention, but uh, when you're in division games, you always want to get up for those games, especially against the Cowboys. So I'm taking Dak Prescott to go under 278. 270 and a half passing yards.
1: Yeah, I think the 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 one thing that I was concerned about uh, pregame is that Kendall Fuller for the, the Washington football team may not yeah. play, which is he's like their lockdown corner or their best corner left. But I, I think we, we gotta we gotta call into question what's up with Dak because yeah. ever since pretty much their bye week, man, it's just been inconsistencies. Like um for having the town around them, they he's just not performing, right? So yeah. I like the fate of 278 here, here, um, especially given what he's been doing lately and in a divisional matchup, you know, I think the football team has proven that they can get up um, and play, at least play, play somewhat better than they have been uh, for better teams. And there's always something, there's always a little bit of extra motivation when you're going up against Dallas in any scenario. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm actually curious about that 10 points that they're laying right now. Um, as well mm-hmm. like that 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 line seems a little bit high for me in a in a in a divisional matchup but yeah i'm, I'm gonna fade dak too man I, I haven't been impressed with him and even just the the weapons that he has like i mean they could probably run the ball control the clock and not have to rely on dak that much so yeah yeah i like the 278 yeah it's also
0: in, interesting over his last uh five weeks here he's are averaging close to around 40 attempts per game but Only one of those games, he's even got over 240 passing yards in one game this week or or the past five games. That was against the Raiders, which went to overtime. He had 375 passing yards, but we know the Raiders' pass defense is not that great. But, you know, 37 last week against the Giants, 217, 39 against Washington, 211, um, even against the Chiefs uh, about a month or so ago. 43 pass attempts, which only resulted at 216 passing yards. So hopefully that trend continues against Washington this week um, for Dak Prescott. Uh, Dan, let's go with your next one, man. What do you got?
1: Uh, so the next one I'm going with is Jamar Chase over 63 and a half receiving yards versus Baltimore. He's only done this in 50% of the games, but he popped off for a career high 201 uh, versus Baltimore earlier this year. He is coming off a season low three yards, but this is a game script that I, I really think that the Bengals are going to dominate. Um, I mean, they're the three point favorites here, but uh, given what happened last time, they beat the breaks off of the Ravens 41, 17. And we don't know if we're going to have Lamar Jackson on the other side there. So even if it's Tyler Huntley, I think we're going to see with this Ravens secondary. So banged up, man, Joe Burrow is going to be slinging it. So um, I like Jamar chase to bounce back here. 63 and a half. He's, he's, He's he's a guy. He's one of them He's been very inconsistent over the course of the season. But in game positive game scripts where Joe Burrow is actually throwing a lot, he's the number one target. So yeah. I think I expect him and Tyler Boyd and and T Higgins to all have pretty good days. But uh, I'm expecting Chase to at least break one off the top and uh, get over that 63 and a half.
0: Yeah, Jamar Chase was a guy earlier this year where I was backing his longest completion. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember uh, to that. go over, and you know, he was smashing uh, it. Yeah, he was killing it. And, you know, he already has quietly a thousand rushing yards or sorry receiving yards already on the season. Like you said, he is uh cold off a little bit over the past couple of weeks here, but um definitely against his Ravens team that their secondary is struggling. Uh, like you mentioned, 201 yards in a previous match of the season against them, along with 82 in that game. So yeah. you know, Shamar Chase is the type of quarterback that can get over this projection. Um in one catch, if uh if uh Joe Burrow is able to find him down the field. One more quick note that I did want to mention. I saw this on Warren Sharp's Twitter um earlier this morning when I was handicapping some stuff. Warren Sharp always putting out great stuff. Last week the Bengals um face the Broncos, and this is since week eight. That the average points um that the Broncos have allowed has been 16.6 to their opponents. So Going back to Washington, Dallas, Philly, Chargers, Chiefs, Lions, and Bengals over the last week, six weeks, those teams have only been averaging sixteen point six. That said, these, these yeah, same man. six teams the week after playing the Broncos are averaging thirty eight and a half points. They all go off. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so I yep. think your, your your script is absolutely correct, and that. Um, um, that this Bengals offense should go off against his Ravens team. You know, last week we saw the you know Packers put up thirty-one points against them. So this might be a, a correlated play that hey, get down on some overs on these uh, skill position players, in particular Jamar Chase. In our case, and possibly look at taking the team total over for uh, the Bengals here this week as well, because I think that's really really sharp stuff from Warren Sharp. I really like that. Yeah,
1: I, love, um, I love, I love that. Yeah. The way Warren just broke that down. And I just, I, I recently heard that stat too. And I was like, Oh man, that, that plays in perfectly uh, to what we're, what we're shooting for here. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm totally in
0: agreement with that team total as well. Yeah. It's crazy. Like three at, four out four of the six teams, uh, after week eight have put up 40 plus, and then the other two teams put up 29 and 30. So uh, Bengals are pending uh, this week against the Ravens. So we will definitely be keeping an eye out for that uh, come this sure. Sunday. Um, for my second one, I'm going to go to that Saturday game between the Cleveland Browns and the green Bay Packers. Uh, I'm going to go Nick Chubb, man, over 83 and a half rushing yards. Um, Packers defense in particular, the rush defense, man, it's, it's not been great over the season and over the last three weeks. Uh, A lot of times we like looking at the season long stats, but I also like looking at what they've been doing, you know, recently, um, so, the Packers are ranked number 25 this season in opponent yards per rush attempt. And over the last three weeks, it's been the same at number 25, and they're allowing five yards per rush attempt to opposing running backs. Nick Chubb has gone over this projection in eight of the 11 games he started this season. With all the COVID news that's happening within the Browns organization, not sure if we are going to see Baker Mayfield. I believe they said that he will play um, if he is obviously cleared, but he's trending towards that direction. But I just think that, you know, the Browns are going to just come out, establish a run with Nick Chubb and attempt to keep the Rodgers and the offense off the field and probably try to tick that clock um, and try to shorten the game here. So I, I'm taking Nick Chubb to have a big game against uh, the Packers rush defense going over 83 and a half rushing yards.
1: Yeah, You can't fade Chubb, man. It's like there's, there's only one legitimately one star player that's going to show up here and it's going to be Nick Chubb because yeah. I, I, you just don't know who the hell is going to, play for the cleveland browns at this point um even if it's baker mayfield he's still hurt so he's going to be turned you know handing it off to nick chubb and uh, you know i i I said it before like i'm not really a, a big believer in the the green bay packers at least as of late and uh we've seen nick chubb do it man so yeah i'm all for getting on the chubb train in 83 and a half man that's he could easily pop off for a hundred yards, man. Like that's, that's, that's then as realm of possible, especially with that O-line. If they get a couple guys back that they didn't yeah. have last week, I mean, he went over for 90 yards last week and that yeah. was without a, a decent O-line. So you get a couple guys back. Uh, I think they'll have a little bit more success here. And uh, are they out of the playoff race quite yet? I think, I think they're like on that bubble. Like they got to win out and have some, yeah. some, also some, some luck as
0: well. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think in their heads, they know uh, Dan, that they're probably out of it. Um, you know, last week the, that they the, obviously they needed that game against the uh Las yeah, Vegas Raiders. Tough. But mm-hmm. um, you know, in a division where they're only one game back, but obviously um the Bengals-Ravens game is obviously huge for that division. And you no, know, don't count out the Steelers yet, man. They're seven, six, and one. Uh big game for them this week as well against the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh hopefully Nick Chubb shows up this week for uh my player prop. Dan, let's get to your last one, man. What do you got? Last
1: one. This one I've been meaning to play. I just haven't done it at all this season. I've always been playing his either his carries or his receiving yards, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Um, After what he did last week, man, and as he's closing in on Edron James's record, I think this dude. I think they're just gonna feed him the rock. And Arizona, we saw what Detroit did to them, and that was Craig Reynolds. You know, I'm saying (laughs) running all over him. So it seems like the Cardinals' defensive line has really been trash ever since J.J. Watt has yeah. been out and yeah. I don't think that they've recovered from that and what's the recipe for success for the Colts it's literally pound the rock down the throat of your opponent so yeah I don't I don't trust Carson Wentz at all this is a this is an SGPN podcast we hate Carson Wentz here <laughs> but I love Jonathan Taylor man he's averaging 108 yards uh rushing per game he's done it he's gone over 101 and a half in four of his last five games and, uh, yeah, man, this this number, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, he's pretty much putting up those Derrick Henry-like uh, like numbers where we're seeing his his rushing props at, like, 105, 106. Like, even at 100 yards, like, I usually don't play running backs over 100. But yeah. I think this kid's special. He's closing it on something that's even bigger than him. Uh, so I, I like him to go over 101 versus the, the Cardinals. And this game script should be pretty close. I mean, right now, I don't know why the Colts are one-point dogs, but mm-hmm. – uh, this is pretty much a pick 'em, so I'm I'm seeing uh, the, the the could be a low scoring affair, uh, being that you know I'm, I'm expecting that the Colts to have a run heavy approach, but um, yeah, I, I like Jonathan Taylor here, man. I think
0: he's going to go over this. Yeah, I think you're the nail on the head, Dan. That ever since they lost J.J. Watt uh, to that shoulder injury for the rest of the season, uh, this rush defense has been absolutely completely different and, and worse. Yeah. Um, right now, they're ranked number 27 in uh, opponent yards per rush attempt allowed um, right down there with the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Texans, the Steelers, and the Vikings. And for whatever reason, they're even worse at home uh, d- defending the run. I don't know why why that is, but they're allowing 4.8 uh, yards per rush attempt at home this season, um, which ranks third to last in the NFL. So, You know, I don't think we need a handicap for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, we know what this guy's (laughs) capable of. And I think that last week was pretty much all we needed to know against the New England uh, Patriots rush defense, which has been one of the best in the leagues this entire year. And, um, you know, if you kind of just go down – the game log for Jonathan Taylor. You'll see why I'll be the first to admit, Dan, I took the under on Jonathan Taylor's rushing to uh, rushing yards this year. Uh, and I completely look like took under, on, I
1: took under, I took under on his uh, rushing touchdowns and shit. made me look stupid. So yeah. 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 We're trying we to buy back into this.
0: <laughs> yeah. We can't get all of them. Right. But I think this yeah. one more thing to note for this, Dan, is that uh, the Colts are going to be without three offensive linemen in this game. Yeah. that's going to um, matter. Yeah, so I think that uh, they put Quentin Nelson uh, on the COVID list. Um, But you never know, man. I think this this Cardinals, again, this rush defense is terrible, and Jonathan Taylor's just on a whole nother level right now. So I won't be surprised, if even without those offensive linemen, that he's still able to get over this projection.
1: Yeah, Um, because if we're we're going back to the beginning of the season, I think that's why Jonathan Taylor slid in a lot of fantasy drafts was because the uncertainty of the O-line. and. Um, we saw that. I mean, they, they play at the next man up mentality, man. And this run scheme uh, they, they can get it done even with backup. So yeah, yeah, I'm not overly concerned about the O-line just more so not confident in Arizona's rush defense
0: as you, as you state, as you so eloquently stated. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I think that this uh, troubling times for sure, to say the least for Arizona, especially it, is, it seems season. like it, happ- yeah, it happens every year for them. Like they get off to this hot start and then like after their bye week and towards the tail end of the year, yeah, it, they, they kind of just fall off. And, and you know, we always talk about Kyle Murray is going to be MVP. Well, he always deals with some type of injury that, that happens, whether it's shoulder or his, his leg or whatever the case might be. Um, let's go over to my last player prop. And surprisingly, it is going to be in that Arizona Cardinals in the uh, Colts game. And I'm going to take uh, Christian Kirk over 58 and a half receiving yards. Uh, We talked about how they don't have D hop in the uh, wide receiving group anymore, at least for the regular season. So that leaves a huge void uh, in the passing game. Christian Kirk is a guy who's kind of stepped up for the Cardinals offense in the past two weeks without Hopkins. In the last two games for the Arizona Cardinals, Christian Kirk has receiving yards of 86 and 94 respectively. I don't think the market has quite adjusted for this with the absence of Hopkins in this offense for the Cardinals. Um, furthermore, Kirk has a total of 18 targets over the last two games, which has resulted in 12 receptions. Um, and that includes long receptions of 26 and 47 in those two games. I know it's a very small sample size, but I think these are the times I think, especially in the NBA, I think you can agree to this, Dan, is that when you have guys that are out of the lineup, sometimes it takes a market for for the market to catch up on on these player prop projections because um I'll give an example. Chris Middleton, I think, is a great example in the NBA that without Giannis, he's been crushing his player prop points total. Um, Unfortunately, we can't back it anymore because we got Giannis back. But I think that's kind of similar to what's happening with Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins in this offense, that somebody in this passing game is going to have to step up. So I'm taking Christian Kirk over 58 and a half receiving yards.
1: Yeah, I love that because he's the wide receiver one now in Arizona with DeHop out of there. It's not A.J. Green that dude's a shell of himself. And, uh, we saw him drop passes, not run routes correctly. Him and Kyler were definitely not on the same page against the Detroit lions, but he, he, he finds Christian Kirk. Right. And I feel like there's Kyler has that connection with him where he can hit that kind of that, that, uh, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett type air ball, um, down the field. So yeah, I think he could get 53. I mean, he's a big play potential guy, so he could do this in one catch. And at 58 and a half, man, that seems too low for, for a guy that, uh, You know, Kyler's going to have to be throwing the ball uh, to to, to, uh, make this game competitive. So I think he's going to definitely find Christian Kirk for those yards.
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Like I mentioned, he's had long receptions. You know, he had 47, I believe, last week and then 26 Mm -hmm. uh, in the other game. So definitely has that deep uh, threat ability with uh, Kyler Murray. And again, they're probably going to have to come out throwing the the football against uh, the Colts uh, defense here. Dan, let's take one last break here, bud. We'll come back. We'll identify our best bets and get any final thoughts for NFL Week 16. Better Fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's really fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. Plus, they just added a cool bonus, if you can get your entire fantasy football league to join the league to join them on Better Fantasy. They'll give the league a $150 gift card to get a sick ass trophy from trophysmack.com. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash sgpn. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Fantasy.com slash S G P N. Guys again, check out price picks. You can bet on your favorite athlete to go over or under their stat projections. The website's really fun and easy to use. So make sure to head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP. That's prizepicks.com, promo code SGP to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBed is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBed is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBed.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free-to-web application, you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it's purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn up the dial up a notch. Go to soulbet.io and see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets on. Vegas odds, or generate a bet by using the same changing metrics any way they want, as long as somebody is on the other side to accept the bet. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io slash SGPN, that's SoBet.io slash SGPN today to join the revolution. And of course, guys, don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, Dan, let's get into our best bets. Uh, I'll give you the floor first, sir. What's your best bet?
1: Best bet I'm going with my man, Josh Jacobs, over 23 and a half receiving yards. It's just too, it's too good um, yeah. without, I think we've seen since, you know, Gruden's been out and Kenyon Drake went down. It's really just been the, J- the Josh Jacobs show. Jalen Rashard doesn't get many looks. Uh Peyton Barber gets a couple carries here and there, but this guy's dominating the snaps and in this game script potential with the Denver Broncos, they may not score a lot, but they do give up a good good amount of yards to opposing running backs and josh jacobs has been clearing this with ease over the last five weeks so yeah i like josh jacobs here to go over 23 and a half
0: receiving yards yeah he's definitely been one of their uh or i mean actually their main uh target in the passing game as far as out of the backfield um the denver Broncos so far this year are allowing 4.2 receptions and 41 receiving yards to that running back position so uh a bit of a value here for sure with this number being so low for Josh Jacobs. Um, <clears throat> for my best bet, let's go to that Dallas Cowboys game. And I'm going to take the under on Dak Prescott. Um, I know you highlighted that you know uh, their best quarterback shutdown corner quarter is going to be out for this game, but it, there, there's something not right with Dak Prescott. I think a lot of people have identified this. Um, you know, For the amount of completions of the pass attempts that he does have per game over the last five, six weeks here, For him not to be throwing close to 250 yards, I think that's crazy. Um, So I'm going to take the under on that 278 and a half passing yards for Dak Prescott as my best bet for NFL Week 16.
1: Yeah, I like it, man. It's too many points for the spread to me for Dallas uh, in a divisional matchup, and Dak hasn't proven anything as of late that he can get the ball down the field and and throw for over 278 here. And he's got to get on the right page, and I don't know when it's going to happen, but he's clearly not, not in sync with his receivers. So, yeah, I like the under here.
0: Yeah, definitely. But once again, bouncing in that first uh, first playoff game, we're going to start hearing the excuses that, hey, Dak Prescott had this injury, <laughs> that injury. Uh, that's why the Dallas Cowboys did not make a deep run.
1: Yeah, uh, I, def- <laughs> I definitely hear the narrative's already starting to take shape, man.
0: Sure. Made a deep run in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Dan, uh, I want to quickly get your thoughts on Philly, man. They look really good last week, uh, at least running the football. I know they'll, I yeah. believe they'll be without their head coach Nick Sirianni this week. I believe he's in the health and safety protocols. But yeah. uh, quickly, uh, what do you think about the game this week against the Giants, man? Yeah, I, I'm actually not in love with the
1: the spread at nine and a half. Uh, I think that's a bit rich, also for a, a divisional matchup. But uh, the Giants, they just can't get healthy on offense, so. Yeah, I think this is really going to be can can we commit to the run like what they that they have been doing like that's the that's the key to the equal success this whole season and uh, I wish we could get Jalen Rieger kind of out of there I'm, I'm good on him. I think I'd rather yeah. see Greg Ward maybe get some more snaps in there as a as a slot receiver because he's got more reliable hands and seems more committed to actually running routes. But, uh, yeah, overall, man, I think the defense is, has definitely played better as of late, and uh, it's really just on the back of Jalen Hurtson right now. Like, he started out really slow last game, yeah. uh, but I think he kind of settled in there. And uh, the rushing attack, man, if Miles Sanders is getting the ball, we see what he can do. Uh, let's keep feeding him the rock, man. So, yeah, I like where the Eagles are going here. I just hope that the the management is, is as invested as it seems like they are in, in the future of this team. Get Jalen Hurts a couple more weapons on the outside with with uh Dal- with a uh, Devontae Smith. And you know you got Dallas Goddard in there. Yeah. But uh yeah, they they just need a
0: little bit more on offense to really compete. But I like where this is going. Yeah, last week, man, 41 carries, 238 rushing yards for the uh Philadelphia Eagles, 5.8 per carry. You're right, man. I think we've I think we even talked about this early in the year that they need to feed the rock to Miles Sanders. Yeah, Last week, 18 carries, 131 yards, 7.3 per carry. So get this guy the football, man. I think that uh, they should take care of business against the Giants uh, this week. So, yeah, definitely uh, p- potential is there for sure for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts, like you said, started off slow, but really picked it up um, after um, <clears throat> that first or second series for the Philadelphia Eagles. and They were able to secure that 10-point victory. Uh, Dan, anything else for NFL week, uh, 16, any games that you're excited to watch this week, man, or players that we should probably look out for, man, I'm just going to be
1: watching a whole lot of football and basketball, man. It's going to be my, my thumbs are going to be active, man. Just changing channels and and making sure that I'm watching whatever's on, um, going to be throwing a lot of live bets on there. I know we were talking about before with all the COVID yeah. uncertainty for for NBA, I'm definitely going to be uh, leaning more towards that, but, uh, yeah man just excited to to watch hoops and and football on the same day and open up some gifts eat some good food and uh hopefully not get covid.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh yeah make sure you're staying safe out there guys it's 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 spreading fast and, and it's spreading uh yeah very very quickly so uh take care of your loved ones uh and your little ones if you have them. Um Yeah, man. Definitely excited for the weekend. You know, like we talked about offline, we have a college, uh, sorry, uh, NBA basketball tomorrow, Christmas day, and then obviously football all weekend between college and the professional level. So, uh, another week in, uh, or another weekend of paradise as far as sports for us, nothing today for us, but, uh, we're, 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 we're gearing up for the weekend full of sports. Uh, that's going to be the end of the show, man, NFL week 16 already. Um, Dan and I decided that you know we we were going to try to break down the divisional uh, season-long props, but we're just going to do a big wrap-up show uh, at the end of the season and we'll recap everything there. I think things are looking pretty, pretty good as far as our season-long player props, Dan. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Get, get <laughs> yes. there. Yeah, so we'll, we'll recap that at the end of the year. and Obviously, we'll have a big show uh, for the Super Bowl, but we're still a ways away from that. We're still going to be grinding out these prop casts uh, until the end of the season, uh, obviously, for the uh, playoff run uh, in the NFL. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for joining us and listening to us. Uh, if you haven't already, please leave a rating and a review for the PropCast. Um, on a bit of a heater this week in the NBA, 6-0 and so far this week, 8-1 hey. uh, and one overall over the last three uh, NBA pods. So um, we'll Russia. be dropping, a, I believe, an NBA uh, player props uh, article for the Christmas games tomorrow. They haven't come out here for whatever reason. I think we're still waiting for a lot of uh, COVID yep. stuff. So uh, definitely look out for that tomorrow. And again, uh, this propcast for NFL week 16. With that being said, guys, uh, we will be back next week for the prop cast. Have a great Christmas and a happy holidays from myself and Dan and everybody at the sports gambling podcast network. Enjoy your time with your loved ones. Uh, eat some good food. Spend some time with your families, enjoy the sports this weekend, and most importantly, let's break the books off and let it ride.